Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andrea Epstein with the Direct Impact Podcast. And guess what? We are wrapping up season four today. So we are going to be talking about what were our favorite parts and why. And today I have brought in Kelly and Mary and Gregory. And we're all going to talk and share about our favorite parts from this past season. So welcome, guys. Hi. Hello. Good to be here. Yay. So, um, Kelly, I'll start with you, just kind of like round robin. So what were your favorite parts and takeaways from this past season? Yeah, my favorite part of season four were definitely the mindful meditations that we added every other Wednesday. You know, we all know in this field and life in general, like just taking a moment um, to like be and just exist and have that stillness. And I think that was something really exciting that we brought to our audience so that they can start making that a part of their regular practice as they, you know, tune in for the podcast. We had, you know, two episodes a week plus that or a candid conversation. So I think just getting into that routine and being able to offer them that resource was a huge bonus for what we're doing here. Yeah, I really I agree with you because, you know, this podcast, we always have a call to action and it's more of a doing Mm -hmm. podcast, not just learning, but putting things into actual practice. And it was a good way to bring them in real time an opportunity to pause and be still and quiet your mind and your body and to come into that sacred place, if you will, of stillness. So I love that we brought that to them as like an actual exercise in the here and now, like once a week, pretty much. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's so easy for us to all be so busy all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. but if that's already what you're doing is planning to have this time to listen to the podcast. And then we just gave them this one thing that they can incorporate that gives them that little bit extra back. Yeah. So again, you know how I am. So call to action, guys. Um, Go back, go back and listen to all of the mindful meditations that aired in season four. Just find a quiet place, get still, be in nature if you have the opportunity and make sure you're not driving or operating a vehicle. Because if you're like me, like I listen to my podcast in the car. So I really invite you to go back and make special time to engage the mindful meditations from season four. The other thing I like about the mindful meditations is it's an opportunity to bring people from other disciplines into, um, you know, the podcast. And so we had Emily, we had myself, which is not new. Um, we have invited, who else do we have? Uh, Kirsten. Well, we had Graham. Kirsten Graham. We love Kirsten. And she also has a podcast. I've been on hers and I know we've put that on the website, but you know, it's just, it's a great opportunity to collaborate and bring in people who specialize in, you know, you know, mindfulness, meditation, yoga, breath work, and all those important things. So you can expect more of that in season five. 
Yay. Absolutely. You know, it's also kind of a low risk opportunity to try it, right? Because I think sometimes when it's going to be like a big production, maybe that kind of turns people off, but it was something they could do from the safety of their own space to kind of experiment with that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, guys, go back and be still and incorporate the mindful meditations into your practice and know they're coming next season too. So you got something to look forward to. Hey there, this is your host, Andrea. I just wanted to ask you a question. Are you interested in being on a podcast? Do you want to share your amazing story with the world? Or are you interested in hosting a podcast yourself? Well, if you are, then we really recommend Podmatch. Podmatch works to ensure that well-suited guests, hosts, and collaborators can find you. With an easy filtering process where you can either match with a potential guest or you can pass. It's that easy. Don't have a podcast. Don't worry. You can be a guest on someone else's podcast and share your story with their audience. It's just a click away. Here at Direct Impact, we love the ease of using Podmatch and all the connections that we've been able to make through their platform. If this is something that piques your interest, tap this episode. Scroll down to the bottom of our show notes and click our link, www.joinpodmatch.com backslash direct impact podcast to support the show. Again, that's www.joinpodmatch.com backslash direct impact podcast. All right. Larry, what about you? Um, I think my favorite ones have definitely been our guest episodes, both past season, um, season three, and this one. More specifically for this season was Eric's Uh um, episode, just because you guys were talking about vulnerability. And that's just to me so important because we don't really talk about vulnerability or how it's a strength. Mm. Um, We usually, I think, a lot of times see it as a weakness, especially like I would say maybe in our male population of clients, it's hard for them to open up and to have somebody who is a male and being like, it's okay, I think was just so important to have that conversation. Yeah. And we talked a ton about the benefits of humility Mm -hmm. in this season. And I feel like those go hand in hand, humility Mm -hmm. and vulnerability, because we have to allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to be humbled. Mm. I mean, how can we be humbled without that, you know, first, you know, feeling the fear and doing it anyway and putting ourselves out there in a vulnerable way? I think that's even like how we find our authentic selves. If we're always in our head and we're not really being vulnerable, like how do we find ourselves? So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree because I think there's that kind of how I like to say to my clients is like curating yourself for other people and we're not allowing that, like you said, authenticity or genuineness to come out because we're so scared of that judgment. Even especially like as young as kids in middle school and stuff, like that is, I think, the worst part of it because then we're never finding or comfortable with ourselves. And I hate that, that we can't enjoy that part of us. And I love that you mentioned like how early that starts to develop Mm -hmm. that inner critic and that, you know, Mm self-censoring, if you will. And yeah, I'd love for our listeners to be able to, you know, get away from that and just feel safe and vulnerable and, you know, just stop censoring themselves um, in relationships, especially Mm -hmm. like, especially our relationships. Like if it is actually a healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. why are we censoring ourselves? 
you know, that's just definitely probably a bigger question to ask, but let's be mindful of that. Like if we have to be, you know, censored, is that a supportive relationship? Yeah. Yeah. No, I even have to ask my own clients that, you know, like, why do we have to censor? Like you said, in our closest relationships, what kind, what does that say about us? Maybe even the people we're around, Mm -hmm. you know, what makes us so fearful to show that side? And sometimes it goes a little deeper, you know, Mm -hmm. into that, maybe how we grew up or just, you know, like I go back to fear of judgment, but you know, I think that's why it's so important as clinicians, we provide a safe space for our clients so they can be who they are and for them to find people who they can be themselves with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I invite, again, our audience to create opportunities for authenticity. You know, we did talk quite a bit this season about the importance of support, accountability mm-hmm. partners, sponsorship, groups individual Mm -hmm. therapy, um, just opportunities to be open, to be authentic, to be honest. It's so important. And I'll just share like one of the things um, that I've done recently, which I just, I really love is um, it's called a static dance, but it's an opportunity just to like really get into the music and dance in a public setting, which for me would have been humiliating and scary and so uncomfortable. And I would have been so conscious and aware, hyper aware of my body and my movement and what are people thinking. And, you know, but it's something that I have felt the fear and done it anyway and gotten involved in, and it is freeing. And it's a great opportunity to practice, you know, just being vulnerable, being vulnerable Mm -hmm. in your body, all of those things. So there's just a lot of ways to put this into practice. We want to practice vulnerability. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Real good Mm -hmm. point. All right. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. Gregory, what about you? Hi, my, I'm a little bit biased here because it's one of the episodes I created. Uh I I really love the music episode because music does so much for community, so much for someone's identity, and we even got to talk about the emotional regulation piece for it. Mm, Yeah, yeah. I really, I love that you brought that up. We were actually talking about it earlier, but it's another opportunity to go a little bit deeper with our feelings and our emotions and to engage those on a regular basis. And music is absolutely one of those ways to bring up emotion on cue. I mean, like we spend so much of our time, like pushing things down or like waiting to a good time to express or to feel or, you know, but music, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, fine. You know, you're upset, you're angry. You might not be in the setting to like rage or express Mm -hmm. that or throw something fine, but you can go to your car and turn on some great music to bring all of that to the surface and just feel all those feelings. So yeah, I love that. What, what else did you like about the music? So I really like the, with music in general, that kind of resonance you can have with that feeling. So you can really helps you sit with it. Mm. So, but plus I always find it interesting to learn where you overlap with other people with certain types of music. By like, me? Yeah. I, like, like I said in that episode, it's just so eclectic. Mm-hmm. But I think that the way maybe people assume um things about people or would assume something about me based on like you know my external presentation they probably would not match me with the music i listen to and that's why i love the question you know and and i like to know that about people because it's amazing how 
you know, the genre that they gravitate towards probably has very little to do with their external presentation. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love that. Great conversation you can have about stereotypes, huh? Yes, seriously. You know, and I think that also goes into vulnerability in our critic and, in you know, what we're talking about is just, we tend, we've got these things called cognitive schemas in our head and it's based on our lived experiences, but we're assuming things all the time about people. And I get that. That's the way that we're designed. That's the way we stay safe and protected. But at the same time, it keeps us from asking questions and getting to know people on a deeper level and and putting ourselves in vulnerable situations. So we definitely want, you know, to you know, venture out and learn something new about people, engage and connect. Uh, a great example of a, a faulty cognitive schema. Um, I was driving past um, a certain type of vehicle, okay, that I definitely would have probably attributed to a gang member. <laughs> um, and and I, when I'm driving by, I see this really elderly <laughs> woman in the driver's seat um and and you know it's just one of those things it's like it's a cognitive schema and it's faulty it's not i mean you know it's just it's not as things seem and so we definitely want to challenge that (laughs) all right guys so again we are wrapping up season four thank you so much to everyone who tuned in and engaged we definitely want to hear more about you know what you liked the best about season four and um we're going to get really really excited coming up um into season five you got a lot to look forward to all right guys we'll talk to you next week bye now does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein. Here is our disclaimer and legal language. Yes, I'm a psychotherapist, but guess what? I'm not your psychotherapist, and I need to be clear that this podcast is solely for enhancement, education, and entertainment purposes only. It is in absolutely no way a replacement for professional counseling services. If you feel like you need additional support, we strongly encourage you to seek that out today.